Hey, this is Kiran Nagar from the Sparking Entrepreneur Show, and today we have Jenny Prisk with us. Jenny is an award-winning motivational speaker, coach, author, and founder of Voices of Women. She is an inspiring example of and respected advocate of advancement of women, a passionate champion for the rights of women around the globe. Prisk established Voices of Women in. 201 so voices of women is also called as wow so let's hear it from the woman wow jenny welcome to the show thank you very much kiran it's a pleasure to be with you nice to meet you too glad to host you let's begin with your journey tell us about where you are right now and what got you there where i am right now and what got me here well i was born and raised in new zealand a long time ago and moved uh, with my husband to San Diego, California in the uh, United States in 1983, so 40 years ago, and he came to uh, America to work with the space program and developing experiments that flew on the space shuttle and also were manifested on the space station. And when I first came here, I couldn't work, but I applied for a work permit and eventually it was granted. and i did secretarial work for about the first 5 years and then decided it was time to start my business press communication so i completed a diploma in speech and drama because theater has always been a love of mine and i started my business in 90 so that's a long time ago as a public speaking coach and then and trainer and then i was invited to join companies across the united states and provide training for them and then that started to turn into coaching because when i was working with a group of people you will know this kiran because you've interviewed so many people that one or two folks or participants stood out in the fact that they needed just a little bit more work and a little bit more attention to bring them up to their potential and so the company started asking me well could you coach this certain person or these certain people and that was how my individual coaching began so for years i've done training but then it suddenly started turning into training and individual coaching and that's what i still do today yes but tell us a little bit about wow because as you're continuing with the story when does it came along and how is it going Well voices of women has changed a little bit over the years and I found it at 3 weeks after 9/11 the shocking tragedy that hit the United States that the world knows about and I started it because I felt that women needed to do more at the decision making tables and the peace making tables and so I invited a group of my good friends together we had a meeting we formed a board and for 15 years we ran a lot of events in conjunction with the Joan B Crock Institute for Peace and Justice wow. at the University of San Diego and we were fortunate to have women from around the world speak to us including women from Iraq and Iran and Afghanistan with whom I'm still in contact today and what happened was after about 15 years we decided that we didn't need the formal meetings of voices of women so we actually turned it into a podcast mm-hmm. and so i have my own podcast program it hasn't been very active lately but it is available online we call it and it can be found under voices of women 
www.thepodcastnetwork.org as a podcast. And it's something that I really want to continue working with because I think the voices of women are extremely powerful. They're extremely necessary. And they provide a lot, as you will know, Kiran, of that essential background of the work that women do. It's always women who suffer during wars. They suffer most. It's always women and children. And so that was the reason for founding Val in the first place and for continuing it as a podcast. Wow. Wow. Jenny, so now we know where you were and where you are right now and what you're doing. Let me ask you questions about communication because that's where it all started. What do you think are some important aspects of better communication? I think if the world communicated better, we'd be in a much better place. Although I know that there are religious factors and there are political factors that start wars like the one we're seeing in Gaza at the moment and Ukraine and all the other unrest in the world. But I really do think that there's more required of leaders to sit down at communication tables. We know inside companies and non-profit organizations that when people can communicate effectively, when they can listen to each other, when they can work on understanding each other, the world gets closer. And the world has become closer during COVID because of how you and I are communicating right now. I mean, you're in India at one time of the day. I'm in San Diego at another time of the day. I'm heading back to New Zealand tomorrow, which would make us another time zone. This is miraculous how we can communicate. I've always thought that it was a vital tool and skill and that everybody um, should be taught it, I think, at a very, very early age because diversity is what drives the world right now. And I think when we understand diversity, we understand politics, we understand scenarios, we understand struggles, and we understand joys and, and celebrations also, like Diwali right now. So that, that's I just think it's one of the most important things in the world. It sure is. And it, of course, can be taught at a very infant level. Like people should learn it as soon as possible out of their all life that they're going to live. If they're able to just learn that one art on how to communicate, maybe, maybe so many situations could be solved at, at a larger scale. If you were to tell us about a client of yours, right? Like you have been coaching a lot of clients since you started. Is there anyone who sticks out? Please give us a client such a story. Yes, there is. And when you sent me this question, it made me think there's been a number, but there's one woman in particular who was really struggling, obviously no names, but she, and this is a few years ago now, she's an accountant and she was a senior accountant at a company, but she was struggling with some oppression and pushing down from her CEO. And I was coaching her to help to leverage her skills and her strength at that company. And she was becoming very emotional about it. So I made the suggestion to her. I said, is it time for you to move on? And do you think that you have sufficient skills to maybe step out on your own and start your own business? And she said, well, I've been thinking about that and wondering if that's what I should do. So a few more weeks evolved and we discussed it from that point of view. And my approach to coaching is to simply ask questions so that my client makes the discoveries and finds the answers for themselves. I don't give them to them. I promote them in them because that's what a good coach does, I believe. And anyway, ultimately, she left the company. She started her own business and she's become 
highly successful. So that's one of the stories I really remember because not only was it about coaching, but it was about empowering as well and enabling someone to see that they could step out on their own, which is what I did. I was the secretary for 26 years of my life before I started in my own business. And so anything's possible if we put our minds to it, but frequently it takes a good coach to help you get there. So I was very, very proud for her that she was able to find her own place and run a very successful business. Wow. So that answer came from her? within her and all you did was just ask right questions and right questions lead us to, to paths that are necessary to grow in life and good business. Jenny, uh, do you have any strategies, steps or methodologies I'll say to take a client from point A to point B? Do you think of it like that? Yes, I do. And it's very important. It's very tender time with a client. You will know this, Kiran, with all the interviews that you've done and the people that you've talked to. When you're given the, the, the opportunity and the privilege of coaching someone, you're often dealing with a very fragile ego with someone who is perhaps hurting or someone who has been promoted and they feel that their skills don't quite match all the requirements that are necessary for that new role. There's a variety of, of, of reasons that I'm brought in to coach. And the most important thing is to respect that person. That's my greatest first strategy. And I begin by telling them a little bit about my life and one or two of the, just very gently on the struggles that, that overcome as well. Because I think when they see your vulnerability, they're not so frightened of their own. I don't mean that it becomes one of those breakdown emotional sessions, but I will just let them see some sides of me. And then my coaching is all done through open-ended questions that begin with how and what and where and when and who. I try not to use why too much because why often closes people down, but we explore. So if I was to ask you a question and you gave me a good answer, to get the next response from you, I might begin with another open-ended question. And then we might, we'll stop after 10 or 15 minutes or so. And I'll say, where are we? How are we doing? Are we making progress? Does the picture look different? Are things changing in your mind? And they might come back and say, no, I'm still in the same spot. I'm stuck. And therefore, I have to say, all right. And what I sometimes do is this. If I turn the role and I will often say to the client, so if you were coaching me right now, what would you be asking me? What have I missed asking you? And it's amazing how if I turn the tables, they will come up with a very successful uh, question or a very appropriate or very evocative question. And then I will tell them how I would answer it. And then I throw it back at them. But we keep checking in. I follow up with solid notes and with any of the prep work that they're to do for the next session. And then that's how we begin the next session is checking in on what has worked during the week or the two weeks and how we should move forward. So it's all done very much hand in hand. I don't drive it, we drive it because it's very interactive. Got it, got it. It is very interactive that and oftentimes when I speak with coaches, therefore say that I have also learned taking this person as a client because they had some skills that that intrigued me. Like how is this person thinking that way? So yeah. Uh, and I often found that I agree with you because I've often found that I leave the session and I think I've learned more 
that my client has because they're interesting. I hear about struggles, but I also hear about successes, which I love hearing. And I usually start the session once we get going with what are the best things that have happened to you this week. And and I will always leave the door open to them that when we're not actually in a session, if there's anything they need to share with me, they can do that. I have someone who's having a bit of a struggle at the moment because one of the team members resigned very unexpectedly. And this threw a whole new look into her new role as a leader and so we we email just very quickly and but I still usually ask questions during that so it's very important to be very open it's also very important to help the person become their authentic selves a coach's role is not to change somebody it's to magnify the skills and the personality and the professionalism that they always have in my view anyway yes that and jenny you have given us more answers now that are more crucial for everybody to understand that coaches do not have all the answers they have the right questions and those right questions lead to the answers that you really want to go to. Jenny, people are getting curious now. They want to reach out to you. So what are some ways they should know for getting a hold of you? Well, first of all, I have a link profile. And now I don't know whether you want me to read that out to you or send that to you. What's the best way to to do that? Well, if they just look at Jenny Prisk on LinkedIn, they can certainly learn more about my background and my experience. And there are testimonials and a lot of it about the motivational speaking that I've done over the years. And they're also they're also available to email me if they wish to at Jenny.com. It's very easy. Yeah. So that's probably the best way because I can use that internationally. So LinkedIn and at email would be the two best social media platforms I think to reach me wonderful so there you have it guys it is as simple as to remember because people have had complex names her is very sweet and small Jenny Prisk so do reach out next question Jenny tell us about what are ways you use to keep yourself inspired and motivated as a coach I've always had a fascination about people and that's going back to the communication that you and I talked about earlier. I'm absolutely fascinated by the way people communicate and what makes people tick. And so I'm constantly, I spend a lot of time in airports and I spend a lot of time studying body language because that's such a huge part of our communication and and listening in when it's appropriate to conversations. I love talking to other coaches. I love reading about stories of other coaches. I follow very, very closely because I find that the whole world uh, delivers on LinkedIn and you can learn so much in one viewing from around the world of how people are being promoted or how people have, you know, they've, they've sat on a panel or they've, they've spoken or they've solved an issue. And so I love reading about those. And I love talking with other people in my business to see how they stay motivated also and how they keep up to date with everything that's going on in our world. I mean, our biggest thing at the moment is AI. Even though we've really been using it for years, now it's being stated as AI and we're all looking at it differently. And so I've just downloaded a book on my Kindle about 
artificial in, intelligence because I feel I need to know more about it. So I've just downloaded a, a big book so that I can understand this new style of communication. So we have to keep up with the world. And then I think I mentioned to you, and I'm not sure whether this is the appropriate moment, but I, I wrote a book during COVID. And I know one of your questions is, you know, if I wrote a book, what would it be called? So can I carry on with this yeah. now? Is that appropriate? Yeah. Yeah. So I gave a speech about communication and about some of the struggles that I'd had. And there was a publisher in the audience and they came to me afterwards and said, would you be interested? I think there's a book in you. And so while I was in New Zealand, we were there during the lockdown. We were there for much longer than usual. We started to write the book and I published it in 2021. And it's on Amazon and it's called Stand in Your Spotlight an ode to living fully. And it's a support book. It's about the decades of my life, but it's got a lot of support in it and empowerment techniques for women and for men also about how don't stand in the shadows, but really step into the spotlight and be recognized and how I overcame a lot of the struggles earlier in my life to be where I am now in my 70s, which which is a good place to be, actually. It actually is. After living a very exciting life and being 70 and still happy, still gorgeous, still trying to like spread the word, it is something that would want so i can see that in your personality karen i think you're going to reach that you've got the most marvelous personality and energy so i think you're going to reach that wow uh, i'm very happy so let's move on to the next question now jenny which is the final yes. for the day this one is about the action steps what do you suggest the listener does after hearing this conversation what do they wish to do Well, I'm imagining that your listeners come from various places in the community and in the professional world. You told me about some of them. If anybody is wanting to become a coach, then I think they need to go through the qualifications to become a coach. It's not something that you can't just say, I'm a good communicator, therefore I will coach. You have to get the qualifications. Now, Having said that, I don't have professional coaching qualifications, but I have years and years of training and speaking and coaching of groups, which enabled me to transition very easily from that training into the coaching because my my clients trusted me with their employees and with the participants in the groups. So that's one particular way. If you're needing coaching, then I suggest that you go online or you speak to your circle of professional friends or close friends and see if any of them have received because you've got to find the right match. If you don't feel comfortable with a coach, they can make you feel things could go work, you know, more uh, wrong than they are currently. So you've got to feel the emotional connection, the professional connection, and you've got to feel safe and you've got to feel trust. So those things need to be decided. And then you need to set out your goals. What is it that you want from that coach with that coach? Now, I was coached actually by a young man who I mentored for a long time, and he and I are still friends. And we did some reverse coaching. I was coaching him and he said, I want to coach you. And so I set of goals that were very important to me. And in a 12-month period, I achieved all of them with his help. And that was incredibly exciting. We're still in touch. He's now a married father with two daughters and he's still coaching. He went into the business himself 
himself full time. So you've there's all sorts of possibilities in the world, but you've got to feel safe and secure and you've got to feel trust. So I hope that does that help you with the answer that you were seeking? Yes, yes, Jenny, we have gotten our answers. Now we know, first off, is coaching, it's a need. If you look at it that way, it is going to roll out pretty fine because a good coach will always make you more prosperous and based on their expertise, they can make you more more humble in all the ways so that you succeed the way that you want to. Jenny at the com is the way you can reach out to her via email. Great person, I'll say. You have done so much. I'm very inspired. So, Jenny, any final thoughts about what the listener may do to grow in life? Oh, that's a big question. A big question, but it's a very important question. I think one of the most important things is not to ever become a victim of any circumstances. Now, I realize that in our world, we have poverty, we have lack of opportunity, we have places where people work and live that every opportunity is not available to them. And I'm incredibly grateful for the opportunity I've had. But there are always dreams and visions that can be written down, that can be reviewed daily, that can help us to to lift out of any bad situation or a negative situation into the world that we want to create. I always dreamed of being an actress. And now I'm not actually, well, I do a lot of theatre and I'm a theatre critic, but I'm really doing the same things with my life that I would have done as an actress. I'm on stages, I'm in front of people, I'm sharing communication. So it's pretty much the same thing. So I think you have to have that dream and that goal and that vision. You have, don't ever let people tell you you can't do something. You have to believe in yourself, first of all. And I used to do that by looking in the mirror every day and really talking to myself about how I needed to believe in myself. That's important. We need to find we need to find books or resources that will help us to keep leveraging ourselves. Finding a good coach, if that's appropriate, is very good. Someone who will help you to realize your dreams and someone who, but at the same time, you also need to make effort and you need to be prepared for some flops and some failures. Excuse me, because things will go wrong, but it's how you get up from that failure and say, I'm not going to let that hold me back. And then you move forward from that positive attitude. And the other thing that's always been huge for me is supporting the community. I don't live just for myself. I live for others as well. And when we reach out outside our own periphery or our own boundaries and support other people and do charitable work, those sorts of the things that really fire us up and I think keep us alive and looking forward to tomorrow. Yes. Growing is important in all aspects of our lives and growing leads to happiness. So grow in all all aspects of your life as much as you can and if you need any help reach out to a good coach resonated with jenny reach out to jenny on linkedin at jenny place thank you so much jenny for such a great conversation it was a pleasure to meet you today and an honor to be able to host you well karan it's been a pleasure to speak with you thank you i feel honored to be participating on your podcast and wish you every success continuing into the future same to you, Jenny. And with that said, I am your host, Kiran Agrar, signing off for the day. You guys take care.